The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher and leader of the Empowered Church. Hallelujah. I endeavor not to keep you long tonight and try to move as fast as we can. Amen. And then just a quick testimony. I received this WhatsApp. It said, good afternoon, prophet. Attached is a confirmation of the prophecy you gave regarding MediClinic. A deal that's going to blow up and that would affect the share price. This merger um, has been going on for a while. And the competition commission ruled against it. The MediClinic appealed to the tribunal, but it was upheld by the initial ruling. So there was a, a media statement um that came out um to to today the 30th week and that um, the merger deal was was rejected and i think the the appeal upheld them and so i didn't even know that there was such thing stuff like that amen but the holy ghost does amen and, and this was a month ago amen so it is again just a sign to us that what the holy ghost speaks the holy ghost is, is able to perform and um yeah, so, so, so praise Jesus, we are grateful for the Lord, amen. May God, His Spirit tells us the things to come, amen. Hallelujah, and if God, if God could, could show you Kenya, and God could and can bring it to pass, and God can show you MediClinic, and this beginning of signs for MediClinic, um, what can God not do? For, uh, for, for you, for the people of God. Amen. So we, we, are, we are on Thursday, January the 24th. Amen. And it's entitled, Our Children and Theirs. Right. And so, so this is uh, you know, um, a message that is very important um, because one begins to understand more and more so that that we have a generation that lack vision and, and, they, and therefore one of our, our key elements that we want to bring to pass to is to envision the visionless, the visionless. and um, because people just lack vision. And the Word of God declares without vision or prophetic revelation, the people are destroyed. The word destroyed is they, they cast off restraint. Others, they draw back and they give up because they lose vision. There is no prophetic revelation. And, um, and so that's why the Word of God says in the, days, in the day of Eli, there was no open vision. And, and, um, and so um, God was, there's no, there was no op open vision in the day of Eli. And so the people of God were lost. They had a temple, they had a priest, they had an ark, they had everything. But they had the ark, the, the, the same ark that, um, that, that, Joshua, when, when they stepped into the Jordan River uh, with that ark and the feet of the priest touched the, uh, the, the Jordan River, the Jordan River, uh, the, the water subsided and they went into dry, on dry ground. This is the same ark that, that Uzzah touched and, he, and he, he died. But yet, because there was no open vision and revelation in Israel, Israel was lost with a very ark in the very temple. All right. And so it doesn't matter what presence of God you have, how much Holy Ghost you have, how, what God's potential or capacity is. The Word of God declares that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can think, what you can imagine, what you can pray, according to the power that is at work within us. 
but without the vision, without open revelation, without the voice of God, the vision of God, guiding God's people into the future, it is absolutely useless. And so, and so Eli had no open, open revelation. And the Lord began to speak and began to call, um, call uh, the boy Samuel that slept at the ark. And, and he heard the Lord. But, but we, we hear of Eli. Because there was no open vision, the Bible says that the man became blind. And the flame has gone out and he couldn't see in the temple. The, one, the most important thing in the temple that had to be kept alive was the, was the burning of the flame. Yeah, speaking of the continual illumination of worship in that place. But the, but the flame has gone out, and, the, and he became fat and heavy. But when they lost the ark, they killed his sons in the same day, uh, and, 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 and he fell backwards and he broke his neck. And that is the word to cast off restraint, to fall backward, to be destroyed. Why? Because there's no open vision. And the couple of verses in, in first, first Samuel chapter 3, I think verse number 19, he says that the Lord appeared unto Samuel in the word of the Lord. Huh? So the Lord began to show up and begin to appear unto Samuel. Right, so the Lord again began to appear unto Samuel, but in the days of Eli there was no open vision, but in the days of Samuel there was an open vision. Wow. So, 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 so Samuel heard the voice of the Lord. And so it is important to understand that vision is absolutely critical. You can think about it, no matter how strong you have, or how much ability you have, how much money you have, if, 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 if you were totally blind, you will have been hampered in this life. Right. Because somebody else would have to see for you. God forbid. So, first of January 24th, a message is entitled, Our Children and These. Get a vision for your generation. More specifically, get God's vision for your generation and the next. God is a multi-generational God. He is the one who was and is and is to come. He identified himself as a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The grandfather um, father and, and son worshipped the same God. The faith was passed on from generation to generation. Today few can say that. Maybe you are the first uh, generation Christian. Your grandparents or parents may not have been blood washed, perfect medical working, wonder performing, demon ousting, prophesying, and culture chasing Christians. Maybe you are the first one. This seems to be the common trend. Our children and these depend on us to be the holy torchbearers of our generation and to pass this torch successfully onto them. Decide to be. That torch bearer. Can you read Habakkuk 2? It's a very famous scripture, but let's read it in your case. And the Lord said, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. Amen. And so we, we have come, and you know that in a, there was a time we spoke about, I think in the previous week, uh, on casting your eyes long. And, 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 and there is no better casting eyes long than the ability to look into future generations. Wow. You must have the ability to, to cast your eyes long and look far into future generations. 
And it is so important, very, very important. And so you need, and I think especially as a young person, you need to be able to look very far. Because if you can see very far, you now have afforded yourself the opportunity to live for very long. You will make very long-term decisions. Your vision will then determine whether you're gonna check out of this place at the age of 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120, 130, 40, 50, whenever. But that's going to determine. Because every marathon runner, they, in viewers, any of any sense, even an amateur, must pace themselves even in the two oceans or any oceans, the old mutual race or the commons race, to make it towards the end. And so then they are able to understand how must I pace myself. How must I prepare? What is required? Do I need to be to be uh, 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 um, like a hundred uh, meter sprinter with enough muscles just to run for the hundred and get the first in the first hundred meters, or do I need to be in such a, a way conditioned that I can make it for the next hundred kilometers in an ultramarathon? It is your determination. But if you, but if you have a short-term vision, you will live a, a short-term life. All your decisions, you will make all short-term. You will not be in it for the long run. Like the nine miles, you won't go the distance. Like nine miles, you won't go the distance. All right, all right. I remember it's longer than nine miles, you understand? Something like 90 years plus. So it is important to, to, to know these things because as a young person, it then sets the trajectory of your life. How many of you ever thrown javelin? Okay, okay, okay. I had a friend called Mark and he, used to f he had the unique ability to fly with the javelin. He, it, it doesn't let go. He had this thing that his javelin used to stick to his hands. <laughs> and so what the school had, because it was poor schools, it was disadvantage. So, <laughs> so, the, so the javelin thing was um, on a hill. Not that huge, but a hill. All right. So the idea is, I think it gives us an unspeak advantage, isn't it? Anyway, but, but, but a little bit of a hill. And then you run to the edge of it. So you have incentive to stop before the hill. You, you understand? <laughs> so you can't like overstep because then you... you, you yeah. and, and Mark had the ability to fly with it. So you see this guy running and then he goes and he, then he holds onto the thing and then he... The chapel, but obviously it didn't go very far. <laughs> now you see, now you can't be like Mark in life. You understand? The technique is important. But the thing about the trajectory is that there has to be a proper trajectory.
If you aim it too low, it will not get the altitude in order to go the distance. But if we can get the thing, and I've watched it over and over in these Olympic athletic sports, I had to do it at the same time. And I had a friend that was very good all-rounder, like a, um, t uh, what's it call it, um, decathlon kind of a guy. And so, so, and he was very good at discus and javelin and shot put and 800 meters and that kind of stuff. And, and when he, because he was an um, all-rounder, what mattered in the competitions is that he had to have technique. And so one of that is the trajectory of, of a, a missile that will go that place. And so in life it is so. When you use your eyes, your understanding, your, your looking into the future, you must have the right trajectory. And so you must have a vision for not only for your generation, but at least the next. So, 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 so if we say a generation, some says 100, some says 40, but say 40 years. So if for 40 years, you must look at the next 40 years of your life, or, or for, or for uh, say for 40 years from now, you must only at least have that kind of vision and, 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 a, and a vision that, that reaches on another 40 years. So you must say, where am I going to be in another 80 years from now? Then what you do, you take your day's age and you plus 80 and you get to a bottom and says, I'm going to be a liar. My vision is going to look like this on that day when I'm that. And then you plan your, your birthday. You say, where you want to go to? 80 years from now. With long life. What is satisfying? But your problem is, if you have only have a ten-year vision, at the at 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 the beginning of the eleventh year, you are satisfied because you expended all your energy to only to make it for ten years. Then you have no more hope, no more faith to lay onto longevity. And so having that kind of vision for generations enables you and I to move with God and see how far God thinks. Imagination will open up and God is able to work with you and and so you don't sacrifice short-term things or for, for short-term things you don't compromise with short-term things if I had to tell you our vision it will shock you so I won't but it's not a vision that we made up but like we say yeah it's God's vision for my generation and the next. God funded. And so as a torch bearer, we run with that torch, that flame. Amen. Let's move on. 
Friday the 25th, Generational Runners. So follow up on the previous one. It is common for children of Christian parents to be lovers of his present world, its pleasures, and its gone Satan. Some of many who received the baton in times past did not have a vision to capture vision gener uh, the generation for Jesus, let alone the next. Therefore, most world institutions founded by Jesus-loving Christians in a previous generation are now the strongest opposers of the Lord Jesus and his church and, and actively working to populate how. We are, we are the new breed. Let's catch a vision for our generation and every generation to come. Let's set the generation, our children, and the children on fire with the true message, presence, and power of God. Let's go deep and wide and through the eyes of faith look far into the future and act now. The Lord is looking for runners. He is crying out, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Today, let it be you who reply, yeah, I sent me. I speak by the Spirit and challenge you. Run, generational runner, run. It's a vision that you must catch. You see, God thinks for the generations. When God uh, uh, spoke to the woman and spoke to her, he says, your seeds will crush the head of the serpent. But you know that he wasn't talking ab uh, about Abel. And he wasn't talking about Cain. Because it was Jesus, thousands of years later, that crushed the head of the serpent. Destroyed the devil. Paralyzed the devil. It was Jesus, many generations from that state. You understand that God, it says of Enoch, that God prophesied, Enoch, the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied that the Lord will come at the end, which is not yet, to come with tens and thousands, thousands of saints, to come to execute judgment upon the ungodly sinners and the hard things, all the things they have done against God on the earth. And so these guys, this prophet like Enoch, who walked to God who was not for God, took him, saw into eternity. So you know if he saw the end of time, he, had to, he, he saw into eternity and God says, now you're seeing too far. And because you looked into eternity, you now belong in it. And so, he said, and so he could not die because he could not see an end of his body. He couldn't see because his eyes caught the last day of the earth when the Lord comes. And into he could see himself alive. He stood there and said, the Lord come. So in other words, he, he was not looking from a heavenly perspective. But he was standing on the earth in, in, in our future, in the future. And he looked and he saw the Lord come with things and thousands and thousands of his sin to execute judgment. And God says, this guy will be alive. But it didn't stop there. He continued to walk with God and he viewed into eternity. And God says, This boy is going to betray my son. He's going to tell everybody how it's going to be in eternity. For we know not yet be, know what we, all, what we shall be on that day. When we see him, we shall be like him. He says, Let me catch, catch that boy and bring him to heaven. Otherwise, he's going to tell everybody because he saw the future beyond the curtains of time. So how long, how far do you see? You must be able to see be.
Yeah. There were many places like Harvard and all these places fighting was created to, pre to raise up preachers. For the gospel. They are producing atheists, hostile antichrists. To Why? Because those, gen those whoever took the baton from the founders had no vision. Didn't catch the flame. Laid down the torch. Gave it to the hands of the ungodly. And now it is a thorn in the church's flesh. But was created, started, and mandated by God's servants. Do not be like that. It is important. Do not lose the generations. Do not. Amen. Can I, Monique, can I go back? I just wanted to see what the scripture of Isaiah 6, 6 to 18. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Yeah, I am, send me. Amen. And so that is always the cry of God from generation to generation. Who will go for us? Who shall I send? Who will go for us? It should be in there from the earth. I should hear the voice says, Here am I. Send me. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus, leaving your life empowered, envisioned, and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.